Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience, and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. All right, so today I wanted to talk to you, have a serious conversation about how double brokering scams are on the rise. And most importantly, we're going to talk about how to protect yourself. All right. So I got a lot of notes to go over here. Okay. So what I want you to understand, first of all, what is double brokering in the context of logistics? All right. So double brokering is where a broker finds a carrier to haul a load and they make an agreement to haul that load and then unbeknownst to the broker, that carrier who was assigned that load and agreed contractually to haul that load will rebroker that load to another carrier who is then commissioned to go on and deliver the freight. That is the fundamental of double brokering. Okay. So it's the unauthorized rebrokering of loads. All right. That you need to understand up front. Now, how does the scam component fit into the equation, right? So, you know, there are legitimate ways to double broker. I call them co-brokering and there are illegitimate ways to do it, right? When it's unauthorized, whenever there's not full transparency amongst all the parties, I would always consider that double brokering. But co-brokering is a different animal. I did a whole nother training. I'll make sure I throw up the thumbnail here so you guys can check that out. The difference between double brokering and co-brokering. You can check that out in another training video. But what I want you to understand is this. The way that these scammers are taking advantage of both brokers and carriers is this. I'm a freight broker. I find carrier A who is then agrees to haul my load. And I agree. We agree he's going to take $2,000 for that load from point A to point B. We exchange paperwork, we do a rate confirmation, everything's agreed. Carrier A then goes out and posts that load or solicits carrier B to haul that load. And a lot of times they'll offer a much higher price to lure the carrier in, maybe $3,000 to haul that load. And then what they'll do, they'll set up with that carrier and then they'll dispatch that carrier into the pickup location to pick up the load. All right. So you can see the double brokering chain. Now here's where the scam comes in. Carrier A, the one that I, the broker contracted with, will then come back to me for either a fuel advance before the load is picked up or will ask me for a quick pay immediately following uh, the delivery of the load. They then take that money that I send them. Usually it's going to be some sort of a wire transfer, right? They're going to take that money and then they disappear out of the equation, leaving me the broker and the carrier B who actually delivered the load holding the bag. All right. So they basically scam and run away with $2,000 potentially. And they leave another carrier who's owed $3,000 and they leave me the broker who's out $2,000. And now me, the broker and carrier B are left holding the bag and we have to figure out how to make the best out of a bad situation. Okay. So that's how scammers are scamming both brokers and carriers, because a lot of times what will happen is that carrier B is obviously very upset. They delivered the load. They agreed to accept payment. And even though they didn't contract with the broker, they contracted with 
carrier A, they still feel like they deserve to be paid. So in many cases, the broker and carrier will get together and that broker will have to pay the carrier in order to two things. One, retain the relationship with the carrier and two, equally, if not more important, retain the relationship with the shipper. Because of course, if the shipper gets wind of this, then it could create um, a lack of trust or creating some sort of issue between the broker and his shipper. And obviously the lifetime value of that shipper is far more than, than the cost of one load. But you can see here how the scammers are able to scam people out of thousands of dollars on an individual load. Now, there have been many of these scammers that have been caught over the years. Some of them have even went to prison. Many of them have had six and seven figure fines associated with getting caught. So it is illegal to do what I just described. It is fraud to do that. So if you are ever in a situation like that, make sure that you report it to your local authorities because it is fraud. Okay. You have to understand that. Now that we understand what double brokering is, and we understand how people are double brokering and scamming both brokers and carriers in the industry, what I want to share with you is a few tips on how you might be able to prevent being the next victim of double brokering. All right. So I'm going to share with you a few tips and a few red flags that you want to look out for. Okay. First, we'll start with the tips. All right. Number one, before doing business with the carrier, you have to do your due diligence. And one of the first things you need to check out is how long has that carrier been in business? So you can check on the FMCSA website, how long they've had their carrier authority. You can check out all those details. Now, here's what I recommend, all right? If that carrier has not in been in business at least 90 days, okay, then you need to be very, very cautious because most of these scammers operate from brand new operating authorities, brand new carrier authorities. So you need to understand that if it is a brand new authority and it's only days or weeks old, there is a high probability, okay, a much higher probability that that person could scam you or you could fall victim to double broker. Now, I'm not saying that everybody with a brand new authority is a scammer. But what I'm saying is if you want to prevent being, um, you know, the next victim, try to make sure that that carrier has been in business at least 90 days. Because what happens during that first 90 days is they will be discovered. They will be found out. And what they'll do is they'll cancel their, their authority will either be canceled or they'll shut it down and they'll start a brand new authority. And then they'll operate under that authority. So it's a sequence of ongoing new motor carrier authorities that they operate under as a way to fall under the radar. Number two, confirm that the phone number and email address that they are giving you is the same as the phone number and email address that the FMCSA has on record for their MC number, okay? So you need to compare the paperwork they gave you with, and that you're communicating with them with the paperwork that is on the details on the FMCSA website related to their MC number and compare and make sure the phone number and the email address are the same. If they are not the same, that's a huge red flag. The next step should be for you to call the phone number on the FMCSA website associated with that MC number, ask them to confirm if the party that you're communicating with is a legitimate part of their business and is allowed to represent them, okay? 
This is one of the ways that a lot of double brokering scams are, are, are unwound and are figured out before they happen. This is a very simple step. It is an extra step in doing due diligence, but if they don't match up or something sounds fishy, remember this, if it looks like a fish and it smells like a fish, it's probably a fish. Don't try to make it somewhat something else. Proceed with caution. And if you can't confirm the details, do not do business with that, that carrier. Find another carrier, okay? So that was number two. Number three tip is check to see if they have a freight guard report through carrier 411. Now, there may be other sources out there, other sites out there. Matter of fact, the TIA also has a watchdog site. So you can check and see if they have a freight guard report for double brokering or other fraudulent activities. You could also check the TIA watchdog if you're a member of TIA to see if they have double brokering or other fraudulent complaints or activities, right? So you wanna make sure that you check at least one of those sources, if not both, okay? Because that will tell you, because other people that are running into this, other brokers and other carriers that are running into this, will report them once they understand what's going on. Sometimes it takes several days or even weeks for them to figure it out, but ultimately they typically will report them. And those are both great sources to identify if a MC number, if a carrier is operating a scam double brokering, okay? So that's number three. Now, here are three red flags that I want you to look out for in addition to those tips that I share with you. Number one, if the new carrier that you're doing business with resist tracking apps, like apps that would allow you to track the driver or resist giving you the phone number to the driver, that is a red flag, okay? Number two, they immediately request a quick pay after delivery. Literally, the load delivers today, they contact you today, they fax you or email you the bill of lading and an invoice, and they immediately that day request a quick pay. An immediate request for quick pay is a huge red flag because that's typically how they get the money in their pocket before anybody finds out, all right? And then number three, if that carrier offers to take the load for lower than uh, the normal market rate. So if the normal market rate is $2,000, and they're willing to take it for $1,800 or $1,500 or $1,200, that's a red flag, all right? So you'll want to know that for sure. So if they're willing to move it at a lower rate than the market rate, a significantly lower rate than the market rate, that's a huge red flag because they're not concerned with the rate that you're giving them because it's all going to be free money at the end of the day, all right? There's no cost basis for them because it is nothing more than a scam, okay? So those are, that's the update on double brokering and the fact that the scams are on the rise. I gave you three tips. I also gave you three red flags. What I want you to understand is that double brokering does not happen all the time. Matter of fact, in over $200 million worth of freight that I did in my career, uh, you know, it, it probably happened to my knowing, knowing it probably happened 10 to 20 times in my entire career. Okay. And that spanned over, uh, I think, a 13 or 14 year period of time that I was running the company and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of freight. The problem is it hurts when it does happen. So I don't want you to be afraid, but I do want you to be cautious. If you're a brand new broker, if you follow these simple steps, 
if you listen and you listen for those red flags, you will probably never have a double brokering situation in your business. But if you don't listen to these tips and you don't pay close attention for those red flags, and there's a good likelihood in the next year to 18 months or 24 months, you might be the next victim we read about online. And I hope that doesn't happen. So thank you so much for being here. Listen, if you're curious about becoming a freight broker or a freight agent, and you're just looking for some guidance, you want to connect all the dots, A to Z, and you're struggling because you're finding some information on Google and some information on TikTok and some information on YouTube, but you can't put it all together. Check out FreightBrokerBootCamp.com. Trained over 10,000 students, been in business well over a decade, and we offer the most comprehensive and cost-effective online freight broker training program, including a 60-day, 100% unconditional money-back guarantee. If for any reason you're not happy, you just message us and we'll send your money back. So thank you much for being here. Make sure you join the next Freight Broker Bootcamp Live every Monday at noon. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.